0: Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. Today I'm here with Mikey Bury. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I greatly appreciate you being here.
1: Thank you. Hello.
0: It's the second time that we've had somebody from the UK in less than a week. That's really awesome. Uh, You may know him as River Cousin on Instagram. Uh, Your work, as I said before the podcast, is some of my favorite. I initially found your work through the Chobani work. I know that Lee Matchmeyer had posted some of that stuff. And then I was looking to have some new... Guests come on the show and more sort of psychedelic, fun, sort of out there, you know, off the beaten path kind of thing. And I reached out to my friend Aaron Lowell Denton, who was really cool and along that same kind of vein. And I was like, dude, I need more people like you. And then he forwarded me your work. And then I put everything together and I was like, this guy is coming on the show. So thank (laughs) you for being here, man. It's really cool. (laughs) Thank you. I guess tell me starting off. I know it's kind of a cliche thing, but you know. How did you, were you always like the the artsy kid? Is this something that, I feel like you were definitely in a band somewhere along the line. I'm like getting that, I'm getting a strong like reading on that.
1: (laughs) Um, I really wish I was in a band. Yeah, 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 I've, I've, yeah, I've always done, um, I've always done visual arts. Um, I've only over the last couple of years got into illustration. Nice. Um, Before that, I didn't really know what uh, I was doing. Like as, as a kid, my main thing was I had a really long phase of just playing with, uh, you know, like scotch tape. Yeah. That, like clear scotch tape. I, I used just... to be
0: obsessed. Weirdly enough, I used to be obsessed with scotch tape. I used, <laughs> right? I used, I used to make that. I watched the, I'm a 90s kid and I used to make the Titanic out of um, computer paper and scotch tape. I would make a, a huge, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I did it. i i too was encouraged by my parents they're like he's going through rolls and rolls of scotch tape and computer paper (laughs) he might he might want to consider uh uh you know a career in design yeah
1: Yeah, i remember one christmas um i used to be so easy to buy for as well like for christmas my parents just got me a huge box of scotch tape and i (laughs) yeah had such a good time i would just make sellotape like balls and like there would just be it would just be all over the house and yeah, when I was younger, it was a lot easier to, to actually like play with these materials and like there was less I don't know there was less uh, fear of failure and I could just go like wild with like whatever whatever yeah. like I had it, like at my hands. Uh, I went to college. Uh, well, it was at college and a little bit before college um, for visual art and design. And that was, with, that was in a place where it was, it was like alongside every other kind of art. So right. there was like, like musical theatre, um, set design, like music. Um, and so you're just around all these other like kind of, I don't know, you're around like all these other misfits who are kind of, I don't know, in it together from a really young age as well. Right. And I think that, that was really that was like a real turning point for me to to actually take it a, a little bit more seriously.
0: To feel like you belong sort of thing. Yeah, I kind of had the same yeah. thing. Like yeah. I, w- I was placed into all these I went for um, I went to a community college and then I went for visual communication design. Mm. And all of a sudden I was with all these like film kids like I and and growing up, I would always like watch, you know, like Stanley Kubrick and stuff like that. And I'd be like this is like brilliant this is so and my like normal quote-unquote like normal friends would be like yeah it's cool whatever and then (laughs) and then I got to like like the school and was alongside all like these film majors and they were you know they Mm. would have like you know swatches from the movie and different color and color theory and like composition shot and would just love to just like go down the the nerdy rabbit hole and I was like I finally belong I'm finally uh with my people I felt like you know, like those little things in Toy Story. It's like, I've been chosen. Like, <laughs> the, 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 the claw.
1: Yeah, I feel like I was yeah. picked. So, <laughs> what um, did you go to college for? Was it for, was it for film?
0: Uh, well, visual communication design. The uh-huh. program was graphic design, like and branding and typography. And it was kind of all over the place. It allowed me to kind of plug and play in all these different things. So I kind of got a little bit into film, a little bit into mm. photography, a little bit into illustration. And now five years out of school, I'm starting to see like kind of what works and what doesn't. Did you ever have a time like that where you were a little bit, because I, I sort of want to do it all and there's just not enough time in the day. Most days yeah. end with me being frustrated. There wasn't more time to do whatever thing I was obsessed with that day, you know?
1: Yeah. I Yeah. Throughout the whole of college, I had that. I wasn't good. at. I mean, like, I don't know, air quotes, good at illustration until mm-hmm. like after I, after I left college, and actually right. just concentrated on on this like one thing. I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really have like a, a clear like path ahead of me. Like I didn't know what I was going to do for work. I did like a small stint of like work experience for a retouching agency. And that was really fun because that wasn't like hands on like drawing and like creating stuff. And I guess that was how I got into like more like graphic designing stuff as well. Yeah. But yeah. It was all That's over the place until, I guess, a couple years
0: ago. <laughs> yeah. Where did you find inspiration for the style that you have now? I think that there's sort of like a... The term psychedelic sometimes can be kind of like a catch-all for things. And I'm actually kind of careful to, like, use that word. I love, like, this style of art, but I feel like sometimes it's sort of like a catch-all word. And, you know, anytime yeah. it's, like, bright and vibrant, and it's like, oh, yeah, like Milton Glazer, right? And it's like, not necessarily. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah. know, so, like, what? Where? where did you find... Like for me, Uh, when I found the Yellow Submarine, it was fucking on. (laughs) My life was my life was different after I saw that, movie. (laughs) you know.
1: Um, What was the thing that uh, I guess from like from when I was really young, it was Dali, his paintings, Mm -hmm. like I'm not sure if I actually saw any of his paintings in real life until a lot later, but it was always that that really like got me and like Magritte as well. That They're also such like classic like yeah. uh, examples. Um, I'm impressed with then, your culture. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess like through that, uh, through like through like trying to, I guess, emulate that whole style, then um, there were just so many overlaps into that. And then like people like Milton Glaser and like, I don't know, right. David Pelham and like, there was someone else, P- P- Peter Saul, uh, who I, d- I just discovered the other day.
0: What was the process like from finding the inspiration and then mm. creating your own style? How long did that take? Is that still happening? Like, where um, are you at with that?
1: I would say it's definitely still happening. I would say after I left college, uh, I just had about two or three years Um where i was just at home constantly like drawing using photoshop um and so i guess that like that was the block of time where it really developed into like a a a, i don't know the that like airbrush kind of style Mm um yeah i guess i mean it, it is still changing um like it like every every i don't know six six months or so i'll just look back at everything I've made like, over the past year and be like, this is all terrible. Oh,
0: um, I know the feeling. So.
1: <laughs> so, but I guess, yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I'm actually kind of having that at the moment, which has been really tough. because.
0: Well, you're crazy because it looks awesome. There's something about the human condition that just rationalizes and like puts things in boxes. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, and I know that this is kind of like, little bit heady but like stick with me i I think that this makes sense for example like if you look at last year like this time last year i remember all i wanted to do i was like dear god in heaven all i want is just to be able to be around people and go to a baseball game and like have a hot dog and being like in a large crowd and have things be like relatively normal i swear to god i'll never i'll never do x y and z again just like please All I want to do for like this time last year on the holidays was like so lonely. It's like if I could just get my family back together and it'll be like, I'll be like Clark Griswold and everything will be perfect. And Mm -hmm. now here we are a year later. All of that has come to fruition. And I'm like, man, who gives a shit? It's weird. (laughs) Like, what is that? You know what I mean? And I think that art is the same way. Like, I feel the same way about my craft. It's like Mm -hmm. if I could just get to this point where I could work with like, you know, and it's rational.
1: What is it? I don't know what that is. I heard like I heard as part of like you know like flow theory.
0: Um, I'm not exactly sure
1: now. I mean, I I only know it vaguely, but it's just it's like part also I guess like a, a natural part of the human condition to like reach this point of um, like artistic flow or or like any any kind of creative flow, right? Um, and it's like really known in like sports and like I guess in like maths art like anything um and the like optimal conditions for that are for the like level of difficulty of a task and also your 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 like skill set that you have and when those are like perfectly aligned then you're like in it um and I feel like I I feel like all like all creative people have that I mean yeah everyone has that um but when when uh in the periods where I'm really hating everything that I'm making, I think it's when my, my like taste is, has gone like a little bit above my, like, my like skill set. It's yeah, like just a little yeah. bit out of reach. And then you just kind of climb up to it and then you're, and then you're with it and then it happens again and again and again.
0: Right. <laughs> so yeah. I it's, guess it's necessary. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I think that that's how like the growth happens. Advice for people starting out to kind of switch gears here here a little bit you know you mentioned about working in photoshop are you are you still working in photoshop today is it illustrator is it a combination of things Do you sell out um, and go to procreate what'd you do bro like
1: <laughs> i actually really want to get procreate um, yeah because i'm seeing loads of really cool artists doing that at the moment but uh yeah. it's always it's it's pretty much all in photoshop apart right. from real like vector stuff right um for, for more like commercial stuff like logos and that right um but uh, it's pretty much all in Photoshop. Um, and I guess, I mean, that was why it was really useful just have, having those like two or three years after college, just like really getting like a, a like skill set, like, I don't know, like getting a skill set um, down.
0: What would you say is really important when it comes to that, like clipping masks or like what what are some of like the fundamentals? Like if someone's like, yeah, like I'm, I'm into the idea of being an illustrator, but mm-hmm. I don't really know like it just seems like this big like sandbox kind of thing. But there's mm. also a lot of like weird kind of clunky technical things you need to learn. Like where would you say to someone just starting out what's important um, to really nail down?
1: I would say, I mean, for me personally, getting a tablet, like a graphics tablet, right. uh, really helped because that just, um, it just makes it that, that little bit easier to like, there's like less uh, of a middleman for your ideas like onto the screen
0: do you mean like a, a tablet like uh like a Wacom tablet like with just like the pen and then like looking at the screen or you mean like actually drawing on on the actual screen
1: uh, for me it's like a Wacom tablet yeah yeah. It goes yeah like onto the screen yeah yeah same here I guess just I mean it's a little bit more abstract but just just playing with the actual software just right. like re- really getting to know it because then when you have like with me I don't know if you have it but with with me um I'd, I'd like have this really incredible idea in my head and I'd be like this is going to look sick. And then I'll get to my computer and then I'd realize like oh like this is this is a 2D screen and like it's not in my brain anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the I don't know the 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 more like familiar you are you are with the actual software and like what you can do with it the easier it is to like like project your ideas onto it without as much yeah, yeah. interference
0: definitely so do you have any like youtube channels that you recommend or people that have like helped you over the years linkedin learning um, something like that where where can people go if they were to like you know
1: actively uh, take a move i might be i might be wrong but i think it's called airbrush asylum and that's that's for like actual airbrushing like with a gun nice um, but stuff like that is really easily transferable onto photoshop because it's just masking and then using a soft brush to to like color in um, I I'm think it's called airbrush that. styling. Oh. Uh, okay. So we'll put like, the link uh, in, the, in the description. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And what else? Um, I did like a little tutorial with Blue Shop Cottage a couple years ago, um, and that was like really basic airbrush stuff, um, which I guess would be a good way to. I can also put the link for that in the uh, in the description. Yeah. For sure. Apart from that, it, yeah, it's just it's just like really specific, like hard to word stuff. Like, how do I get this marquee to like. right you're trying to explain that and then there's usually something for it on youtube
0: one of the things that i love about your work is the color and i know that color can play such a a crucial role in design do you have Mm -hmm. any advice on where you can maybe reference those colors or color theory or, or anything along those lines
1: i don't actually it took me really long to like like um warm to like using color like i was really scared of it for a while right because i ha- haven't really done any like color theory i didn't really learn how to like paint classically um so it's all just trial and error and even now like I, I it isn't exactly how i'd like it to be
0: it's so funny you say that because it looks so good i'm like surely this guy has like books on color theory and all this different
1: stuff. oh thank you i mean actually <laughs> well i guess i have like a lot of books on um on like airbrush work and like like a beatles illustrated lyrics book wow um, and i guess yeah you they they definitely like influence a lot of the color i use yeah because they cool. yeah that was um i guess in it like is trying to emulate this this whole like world of airbrushing that's um, so cool so yeah
0: yeah i've been trying to uh to get some more um, design books because I, I there's sort of a, a wall you hit with with online so um, I especially during COVID got really into Pinterest like really really mm-hmm. into Pinterest it became like a coping mechanism to deal with stress but I sort of hit the proverbial wall with that stuff so I'm mm-hmm. like okay now it's time to go back and get some cool design yeah. books and, and some some things of that nature but do you ever find that like sometimes you get a little bit like too inspired is that a thing because I have that I get so inspired that I want to quit. Your work does that yeah. to me. I look at your work and go, "I'm, I'm never going to do this." <laughs> <laughs> Thank
1: you. I love. I have that all the time. Like, and um, I, I can usually kind of, I can, I can usually sense it like coming up when I'll, I'll, I'll be like drawing something, and I'd think like, "I, I, I wish it was like more like this person or like that person," or and that, that would be when I just have to take a step back from it because yeah. yeah, that gets really um. Yeah, you can really beat yourself up about that, can't
0: you? <laughs> and it gets kind of limiting, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, I, exactly.
0: I found that too. Like uh, I went through a phase where I was trying to do this line work, this sort of Milton Glaser-esque kind of kind of thing. I would show it to people. They'd be like, this is really great. And I'd be like, that's from this, that's from this. And it's like, where where is the line between like inspire? you know, that that great mm-hmm. artist steel quote or whatever like that. But I was just, I said on like the last podcast, I was like, I might be a great designer and I, and I don't know it. Because I just take things and throw them in the garbage and just render myself a hack because somehow Mm. or another along the line, that's informed by this thing. And then Mm -hmm. I have a hard time like justifying that it was like it was an original idea. I just convinced myself that it wasn't. But right,
1: right. Yeah. yeah. I totally, yeah. I know what you mean. Like it's
0: it's great. And then you look at it and you go, yeah, that's my version of this thing, which I think Mm -hmm. is okay. Like as long as you're not like directly ripping it off, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. yeah Uh, yeah, i definitely there there is a fine line yeah between i I guess like plagiarism and and creating your own ideas but it's really like it can be really blurry sometimes and i don't think especially like when when you're just playing around i think it, it, it can help to to like sometimes i would like i would put on like a specific outfit and, like, work at my computer <laughs> as if I'm, like, Alan Aldridge and be, like, right, I'm going to be, like, Alan Aldridge for, like, two hours. Yes. And, and, like, it allows you to access this, like, space in your head where you I d- I don't know, it, it allows the, all this other stuff to come out that you maybe wouldn't have the confidence to do otherwise, or, like, yeah, yeah. yeah it can totally. be really
0: fun. You know what I call that? I call that playing diner. When I was a little kid, I used to create like me and my friends like on Sunday afternoons my our parents would get together and we would play downstairs in the basement and they'd be up like drinking like Budweiser or whatever. And uh then they would come down after like a long night of drinking we'd be like we have prepared for you yes a wonderful dining experience. We've printed out menus we use all the ink but it's okay like here's like a trifle <laughs> menu that we made and then we would have them sit down and then, like, we, we would bring it out. And then, in some we would be like ferociously moving around like plastic pieces of food. And we would be so proud of it. Right. And it would be yeah. like in our minds, in our childlike imagination, it was a real diner.
1: Yeah.
0: We really like, good job, guys. <laughs> we really blew them out of the park with this one tonight like <laughs> high fives all around and it was all fake but like it didn't matter because we were we were like kids and it was yeah. and it was like real or like if you would go out to like the woods with your friends and there would just be like this like random patch of grass and you'd be like this is the living room this is yeah. the dining room and you would do that and you like play it in the land of like make-believe i i i wanted to start doing that like secretly with myself in a similar way in which you're saying it i want to pretend to be you know
1: it's yeah it's i i wonder like what what age that that gets lost at like what age because a lot like when when your kids it's 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 a lot easier to like to like be in in this like make believe world with other people and you can like right. invite other people into it and it's it's this this like you're in it together but i mean i guess if we tried to do that now you just be like what are you doing
0: <laughs> right well yeah. what's, in- what's interesting about this is my so my sister and i oh you'll love this as somebody from the uk sorry i don't know why i keep referencing that
1: <laughs> no, 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 I love it. there's gonna
0: be some like uk like support group that's gonna like come after me because in the last couple podcasts i've, I've <laughs> done that and it's like it's becoming a problem so you'll get a kick out of it so okay so since we're sharing about the sort of like imagination land my sister and i were caught by a tsunami of the spice girls to this day i still love the spice girls i will die on this hill the spice girls are fantastic I love that dua lipa is just diet coke like <laughs> posh spice it's so weird because hold on i have to go on a spice girls round right now oh,
1: i love
0: this i'm i am i am publicly staking my claim on this i know that i've talked too much on this episode but i don't care i have to let i have to let my friends across the pond in england know that this american has not forgot about the incredible <laughs> gifts of music that the spice girls did world phenomenon right everyone completely taken by storm they have Gum. they have all this merchandising they completely shifted pop culture their music is fantastic if you take any of those songs and put them out like that song stop right now thank you very much i oh my need God, somebody yeah. with a banger banger <laughs> and i'm a dj i dj this shit i'll like sneak it in there people i like, love that and I people will be that. like who is this i'm like it's the fucking spice girls the <laughs> band that you all trivialized and made it like they were a joke but they're not a joke <laughs>
1: yeah
0: And they were just phenomenal. And my sister and I—there's there's a point to this. My sister and I, when we were kids, we would pretend to be the Spice Girls. This is more my sister's idea, but I kind of went along with it because I had no friends and just hung out with my sister in the basement. We would uh, take the the my my sister's big wheel, and we would like drive around. We would like and we we would like make these cars, and we would Mm -hmm. take all like the different like the screens and stuff like that, that were like used like in the summer. And we like create these cars. And it was like some of the best times of my life Where as a child in that imagination space. Like we're talking about, we would eat the most 90s shit ever. We would eat jelly bellies and we would listen to the spice girls. And we would like argue about like who's saying what. And it was really cool. So, okay. I know this story is all over the place, but it's, I think it has a point. So, (laughs) Dude, this is- so much <laughs> okay good um so i sent my sister that video that came out about from like mark zuckerberg about like the the metadata uh no uh it's, it's called meta but they're talking mm. about the metaverse about like this like vr space where we can all meet up or whatever
1: right yeah
0: and I, was, and I was like look at this like this is like the cringiest shit ever this is so creepy this is like an episode of like black mirror Like, if this is the new world, I'm like, I don't want to be a part of it. Mm. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you like this? Like, you want to do this? And she's like, yeah. But what she said, and I love this, and I think it's brilliant, is that she said that she wants to go back to a time, like what we did did with the Spice Girls, where we would build these cars. Like, we would take these different pieces of furniture in the basement, and we create these cars forgive the pun, but they were like a vehicle that we could explore this creativity together and like mm. manifest these things in the, in this space. And sometimes you got to talk to people outside of design to get like the good shit, to get like mm. a, a unique perspective. And yeah. she's like, you know, like that's part of the problem with culture today It's like adults grow older. We go on our phones and we become completely obsessed with like image and like arguing and politics. She's mm-hmm. like, it's very crude right now, but there might come a time within our lifetimes where we're going to be able to meet in this, this actual space where we can create and build together and like reconnect with like that Spice Girls type vibe
1: where we like would that make such, things. That's such a good parallel. I didn't think about it like that.
0: And it's true. Right. Because you look at your, like your phone, it's just like this clunky brick that's in front of your face. And it's like, mm. you don't know what you're talking about. Joe Biden or John, <laughs> like, like this kind of thing but yeah. it might actually be better for society if through like some ar or like vr if we can collaborate in ways cuz right now i think it's really clunky and weird but in the mm. future it might be awesome and it might it might make adults play in that mm-hmm. way cuz if yeah. cuz if you could see it cuz eventually you get older and you're not a kid anymore right but yeah. then you get to a place where it's like, oh, I I could see it. Yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah let's yeah. build this fucking tower together, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it,
1: I feel like it definitely is heading that way. Like when I don't know, I guess like from like yuppie culture in, in the in the eighties, that right. was like super. Like you hit like I don't know, like 23, 24 and you're like in a job, and you're like I don't know, you like have and you you're like renting, and you you like have this life. I do feel like like slowly it's getting like now you, you hear about like Google's offices and it has like slides and shit in it. And right. it's like, I wonder, yeah, I wonder like where where that's going to take us. Like,
0: it could be good. Yeah. Dude, this has been so much fun. Thank you for doing this, dude. We definitely got to hang out, even if it's not on the podcast again. Um, Thank you. I'm yeah. sleeping on your couch when I come to England and I, and I, <laughs> I get my Spice, Spice Girls memorabilia.
1: Oh, please. Yeah,
0: bring it. Uh, Where can people find you online? What's the best place to get in touch?
1: Um, My Instagram is at River Cousin or website is rivercousin.com.
0: Awesome. (laughs) Uh, And the the River Cousin thing, like where did that come from? Forgive me if I should know this. Oh, that's... uh,
1: That should have been question number one. (laughs) Yeah. I I stole that name from... My brother took it from... You know Shaggy Otis? Maybe. They're like uh from from shaggy otis song uh called strawberry letter 23 so okay. if you listen to that you can hear it <laughs> that really sounds familiar song. yeah yeah that's um, cool. and yeah he wasn't using it so i, I just stole it and i still feel guilty about it actually <laughs> yeah.
0: that's awesome i literally thought your name was river until like 20 minutes for this podcast i think we we're good enough <laughs> now that i can say that so. i
1: love it no that was great thank you
0: yeah i hope it was fun and not too crazy
1: No, I'm I'm into all your yeah. I like I love your Spice Girls that whole thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, brother, this has been a lot of fun. Later. Later.